Welcome to episode 121. Today I'm here at Stoutfeld and I'm talking to the CEO and co-founder of Simedis, Matthias, and we're talking about a medtech startup, why networking is that important, and about the startup scene here in Eastern Switzerland. Make sure to stay tuned. Welcome everybody to episode 121 of the Startup Show and today we are here back again in St. Gallen, Stoutfeld and today I'm talking to the CEO and co-founder of Simedis. Matthias, welcome to the show. Hi, Cedric. Thank you for the invitation. It's such a pleasure to have you here. Um, as I said last week, we had something, let's say, also in the health tech, med tech um, space, vertical, which I believe is a little bit underserved on my show. So I'm very excited to have you today. Give us a little bit of a background, like usual on the show. The investors, what they like about my show is that they get an insight of the person that is sitting in the hot seat. So today is your chance to give a little bit of background about you. Yeah, like you told, I'm Matthias Kozic. I uh, was born in Switzerland and grew up always here in the eastern part of Switzerland, which was also one reason uh, why I decided to found here and not to go to Zurich or <laughs> somewhere else. For example, just because we're really uh, familiar and close to the region of St. Gallen. To my personal background, I hold a master degree in business administration, which I made in, in Zurich at the ZHW. My bachelor's degree I did here in St. Gallen, went also on an international study. Two weeks ago, I just became father, so oh, I don't catch, uh, thank you, too much of sleep. Uh, <laughs> so just if I'm looking a little bit tired. Uh, so we know the reason. I'm well, sorry for that, but yeah. Been there, done that, so I know what, what you're talking about. Before we get into your startup, I would like to understand um, why you decided, again, you know, us Zurich people, especially people who study the let's say, a different university around Switzerland. Sometimes, you know, we get very caught up in, let's say, consulting and banking. How come you decided to go down the path of entrepreneurship and founding yourself? I just was uh, always kind of to be uh, self-employed and do my thing. Never was my target. I know since I'm small, I was always dreaming to have something own. And But the problem is, you know, when you do a bachelor's degree in economics and master's, so you're not an engineer or something that you do can do something uh, by your hands. So I was really lucky in this constellation not really to go, like you said, in banking or something else to found something in this area. So I was really lucky to meet my partners, uh, which I founded uh, CMADIS, and which we really got uh, into something great, which we can do and help. At the very end, it all happened out of nothing. Uh, it wasn't the plan that I said, look, I want this and this and now. It just happened. And before I was working in Zurich, in a real estate company. During my master degrees, I just got into the touch with my two partners. One of them I know before, the other one I didn't even know. It just happened and I'm happy that I'm here today. <laughs> I know it's hard for us men to talk about feelings, but let's say the first couple of weeks of your startup, how that was? Oh, it was really exciting. You're like you were blind, you know, you just do something you don't think you're full passionate, full of power. You don't need even to sleep or to eat or to drink, you know, you're just ready to go. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is evolving and it's something big happening in your life. And I think it's always different, you know, when you go to work and you're employed by somebody else and you work for it. Of course, you're trying to give your best, uh, you know, to get to the next level and blah, blah, blah. But when you do it for your, like I say, for your own ass, it's something totally different, you know? And when you <laughs> yes. do something you're really passionate about. Sure. So that changes the show. Sure. But you were never concerned, let's say, about financials, you can pay yourself or... No, I wasn't uh, concerned too much about that. It was the occasion which I started because, like I told you, I was living at home. 
still with my parents as I was a student, so I started from the studies out. I uh, used to work before always next to my studies, so I could save uh, something next to it before. And I was more happy to start something than concerned about the risks, you know, so. Yeah. Good. So let's talk about Simedis. Maybe give us a short, let's say, elevator pitch about it. Simedis, uh, what we are basically doing, we are uh, producing virtual reality simulators for the medical training and further training of uh, doctors. How it today's work is that doctors are trained still on real patients like on you and me. <laughs> so basically there is a senior uh, doctor and an assistant doctor and he is uh, uh, taking a surgery on you while he is yeah. teaching him. So that is how it is today. That was how the system was invented like 30 years ago and it really worked good 30 years ago for example. But the problem is nowadays that a lot of circumstances changed meanwhile. For example earlier doctors used to work normally 70 hours a week. This is today not possible because we have laws against it and stuff like this. So doctor is a normal professional, like they work 42.5 hours. So they have to find new ways of teaching and that's what we are trying to do. So our simulators basically do the same or give you the same feeling with haptical feedback so that you also feel it and you see a real patient so that you really can do a real surgery on a real patient with no real patient. So you have the possibility to train and to educate yourself all the time. You have, for example, also restrictions in a big hospital. You have a lot of assistant doctors, for example. In the surgery, they have 40. They don't have 40 gallbladders every day to <laughs> operate. So yeah. if you operate, for example, today, a gallbladder can be that you operate the next one in two months, which is not good for your experience, yes. So you need something. And with our simulators, you can do it all the time, everywhere, you know, and with no pressure, with no pain for the patient or no risk for the patient. So. That's the basic thing we are trying to do in Simedis. Just to get a clear understanding, like, are you you selling this as a product? You're selling this as a whole, let's say, I don't know, this contraption? That no, you yeah, at the moment still uh, in the development phase, which we started like uh, three years ago. Uh, and we have basically two strategies. So the strategy one is as we are using original instruments from the industry to integrate their real instruments in our simulators, yeah. right? So that the doctor really has the same feeling also with the right, uh, real instrument. This is stage one, which we're doing now. And we will go probably or mostly next hospitals market where we will then serve the hospitals market, give them simulators depending on in which area of medicine uh, they are with a bound of surgeries which they can choose oh I would like to have this and this surgery because you have a lot of surgeries in Switzerland and in the whole world and you have from really small surgeries to the university's surgeries and they have different needs so you can just produce one simulator and try to sell one simulator to all of these hospitals because the small hospitals doesn't have the budget for example uh, like the big hospitals so you need to find uh, ways to serve them all and some hospitals are specialized, some not in different areas. And yeah. So how do you serve? Like, do you have a customized model for everybody? Yes. What I'm curious about is about, let's say, the content that the, you know the people who are actually using your product. Yes. How is that content created? One of the most exciting things we have done with our software is that we could create a proprietary software which really belongs to us where we can take data, so real data, real medical data from CT and MRI, for example. So I can send you to an MRI, they make a picture of you. We can take this data, put it into our simulator and the doctor can take a surgery on you before he really operates you, okay. which is the great thing. So it is not just a simulation uh, about uh, like a towing, like a dummy or a, you know, a standard patient. So we can really individualize also the patients and everybody, which is Nice. And the content we are taking as well from doctors at the very end is the more doctors we have, 
we will also be able to see uh, you know where the strengths are uh, and also help the industry help the industry and the whole education to see okay this doctor now in this phase is good uh, in the next phase uh, he's missing some points uh, now he's ready to go with me to the OR uh, or not and this one still needs some more training on simulation. You can wish for one thing you want to be known for with Simedis in the next, let's say, five years. What would be the vision? The vision of Simedis in the next five years and my personal vision is that we step in every single hospitals and that Simedis will be the name for medical simulation. So wherever you mention uh, in front of a doctor as simulation, he will know that Simedis is the company for simulation and that we really get the standard also with certificates and everybody which is needed that doctors are really using is that that at the very end we can help to change a little bit the system and to ensure that the doctors are going to be uh, or have a good enough quality in 20 years like they had the last 30 years because the problem is we had a lot of speak with doctors and one doctor and one senior doctor told us the educational system remains the same for the next next 20 years as it is now, he's not going to let himself operate anymore because they are not going to have the quality to do so. So that is the thing we are trying to change. I ask online on various social media channels such as Facebook, LinkedIn, but most importantly for me is my WhatsApp group. So if you want to join that group, hit me up somewhere and I'm happy to add you. And I ask people if they have specific questions for you. And I did get a couple of questions, but there's one that I would like you to you know, go more into depth. You briefly mentioned already in the first part, but my brother, who also studied for a while uh, medical engineering in Luzerne here in Switzerland, he wants to know a little bit more specific how you simulate the pressure for doctors felt in real surgery. We are trying to do it on an electrical way because our target right, is to enable the patient individual simulation, which is yeah. really tricky. So we are doing that with so-called force feedback systems, which uh, simulate you the haptics. Basically, this is a co-work of different motors of different size, blah, 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 which give you at the very end uh, a mechanical shift and power uh, that simulate you really the haptical feeling of a texture or whatever is inside. Who do you admire in the startup world? And it cannot be Elon Musk. Any role models in the startup world that you would say, well, this is a person I am looking up to. Not really, honestly. No? Not really, no. I'm never trying to look too much up to somebody, really to trying to passionate about myself and my team <laughs> and how I think things are right. And yeah, so really don't know. I don't have any role models. No, okay, startup. fair enough, fair enough. What would you like to see in the next five years in your ecosystem? I would like that if I take it to the region, for example, of Eastern Switzerland, uh, I would wish that, this, that there are more events and startups also are more uh, developed by or funded by the state and government, that they're more supported because I think startups are the future uh, of the whole economy. And if you don't take too much care of it, they will go to Zurich or other places like Berlin. And that's what I wish really for this region here to support each other. The people want to be here, but the problem is like Startfeld here, what we have is great at the moment, but the problem is the politics and stuff also has to get that into their minds that we really need to establish something here. You have to finish the sentence. My biggest mistake as a startup is? Uh, Just to do things sometimes and not to think it to the end before, <laughs> I think, yeah, we did some yeah, mistakes which we could have foreseen 
that that could happen. But that's a problem when you are uh, a startup, you just do yeah. what is great rather than think, but sometimes you should think also. A bit. <laughs> Any specific example or no need? No, 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 no <laughs> okay. need. Uh, what do you think is the most important character for an entrepreneur? You know, it should be, of course, a little bit riskier and you shouldn't listen too much what other people are telling you. Uh, so really go with your spirit and mm -hmm. your drive and what you and maybe your team thinks uh, is right and don't listen too much to other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you look at, let's say, uh, your product, what do you think is the best selling strategy? The best selling strategy is our network. Basically, the network through doctors or the network later on through the industry, mm -hmm. which is mostly the easiest way. Okay, good network. Yeah, network. It's all about network, always. Oh, really? Yeah. The next one is uh, expert advice. You get about 30 seconds to leave your legacy for the next generation to come. But I think, I think if, if you elaborate on what you just said, I think it would be perfect. You have to choose a region, uh, for example, where you have a network, where you know people, because it's always easier when you have a big network. I started with a not too big network, especially not in the uh, startup atmosphere, which make it, made it a lot hard at the very beginning. You know, Also, when it comes to finance, you, it, there will come a point where you need money and getting money, especially, for example, in Switzerland, is not that easy uh, like it is in US or in UK, for example. So you need to have a good network with people all around. So attend all network shows. You get, get to uh, know the people. At the very end, trust in yourself, trust in your idea. When you really think it's worth it, go for it. Uh, and don't let people yeah, take you away uh, from your idea because there will be always somebody which will tell you, oh, that is not going to work. I don't think that is so good, blah, blah, blah. Yes. But if you are really convinced about your idea, try it. And I mean, you're allowed to fail. Everybody yeah. fails. And this is also on one real advice I would give you, fail, because you will learn out of failure and you will have more failures than success. And you need to be really strong about that to get over it, you know, and yeah. to learn about it and, and not just let you getting down about these failures because you will make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> very good. So good. Thank you very much, Matthias, for this interview and um, being you. on the show, episode 121. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, everybody who stayed all the way till the end of this show. Have a great day.